Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, service is month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on start a podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right. So today I have Chantelle Bonneau on the line, and she's a wealth management advisor. Chantelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Nice to be here. All right, so uh, Chantelle, excited about this topic. So we're going to talk about owning your financial choices. So that's a, a big topic for the money show. Lots of people listen to this because they want to learn a little bit more about how to do better with their money. Um, but before we get into that, just to give the audience a little bit more on your background, how did you get started in your career and in business? So I graduated from UCLA with a degree in economics in 2010, which was the middle of a, a different recession and it was such a good opportunity for me to think about what angle of finance I wanted to be in. And knowing that the world was dealing with um, some challenges financially, um, I found that there was a great role in the financial planning space where I could not only analytically um, communicate ideas to clients, but also be in a personal relationship with them and really coach them through their choices. And the last 10 years have flown by and I've Loved my time building great client relationships and really helping people do exactly what we're talking about today and owning their financial choices and changing the trajectory of their life. I think that's a great um, a great um, transition also. So let's just dive right into the topic. So first thing, I mean, and again, a lot of the things, I guess I should I should do this disclaimer, a lot of things we're going to talk about, I mean, there's no one size fits all. We know that and we're not, and everybody should go and, 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 and follow and up with their own financial advisor if they have one to figure out what's right for their, in, for their particular situation. But that being said, Chantel, what are some of those common things that you just kind of, in your practice, you just see that happen? over and over and over again that just kind of keep people from falling short and really in, in their financial choices? Well, yeah, you said it completely right. Everyone is different when it comes to money. And I think that's actually one of the pitfalls is people are looking for an easy answer, right? They Google, mm -hmm. what should I do in this case? Should I have an interest-only loan? Can I afford this? They want a generic answer, but we're not generic people. Everyone is unique. So, that is one of the main pitfalls I see is that people don't take the time to really think about what are their goals, what does their balance sheet look like, how do they um, successfully make choices, have they made good decisions with money before, can they replicate that again? So a lot of it's about knowing yourself and making sure that you are making choices that are um, reflective of you as your own individual self. 
So, you know, a lot of people are listening to this right now, and some people clicked on this specifically because they saw the headline. They're like, own my own financial choices. Yeah, I need this one. Uh, where do where do people, like, if they're they're trying to go on that path and they're, they're making that commitment, because nothing's easy, right? Nothing that's worth doing is easy. Um, where do they start? Like, what's the low-hanging fruit that you find? Mm-hmm. So there's four things that I think are imperative when it comes to financial planning or financial progress. And this really transcends from someone in college or getting right out of school in their first job all the way up to someone in retirement, preparing for retirement. So first and foremost, it's important to know the score, just to even know what's going on, how much comes in, how much goes out, a.k.a. cash flow. Do you have a certain amount in your savings account? Is your house worth a certain amount of money? Just roughly knowing what you even have to work with, because all your decisions are going to really come from that. Secondly, you have to have goals. So what is all of this for, right? Nobody wants to die with a pile of money. Usually we have financial goals to help us achieve things that are important to us, like buying a house or sending your kids to school, going on a trip, just peace of mind. Whatever that is, as tiny or insignificant as it is, like having enough money to go out on a special date once a month, all the way up to, you know, buying your third home in Aspen for retirement, whatever it is, knowing your goals so that you're clear on what you're working toward and you can connect the dots there. The third thing is you have to build habits. And this is so important. And just from my time and meeting with so many different clients, the thing that I see with all of the really successful people is that they've set up their environment to make it hard to make a bad choice. Right. They automatically send money away or if they have an advisor, they meet with them two or three times a year so that they're forced to look at what's going on. So build some good habits. And then lastly, just follow through. Right. If you say you're going to save a certain amount every month, just do it. If you say you're going to check in on your budget every month, just do it. Make sure that you actually follow through so that you have a chance to make those goals a reality. That's awesome. Um, so where do you find, I mean, so let's, let's go to that, um, let's go to somebody that, then those, some of those things that you mentioned again, those are for just leaving college. Let's go to the people that are playing maybe a little bit more on the catch up side of things. So they're further along in their career. Maybe they're, you know, heading to their fifties or they're thinking now they're starting to say, Hey, you know what? Time flew. We, we accumulated these assets. We don't know if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I just know that we have them. And now uh, we, I don't want to work forever. Like, where should I, what should I do now? Like, what, what do you do with that? What is that? What, what should that kind of person be thinking about? Yeah, so there's a a Chinese proverb I love, and I might not get this completely right, but it's something like this, which says, if you need shade, what was the best day to plant a tree? And the answer is 20 years ago. The second best day to do it is today, right? So it's easy to be 40 or 50 or 55 and say, oh, my gosh, I know I have not saved what I needed to save. If only I could go back. You know, it's just been hard. I've been dealt a bad hand. All of those things that might be accurate, but there's really no point in lamenting the past. It's about what can I do to get myself on the best possible path, number one. And number two, it's not about perfection always. It's about progress. So getting to retirement with $10,000 in your 401k um, is not ideal, right? If you really needed $2 million, that would be great. But getting 700 grand is a lot better than 10. So I think that's something that's really important for people is to take inventory and say, what am I willing 
to change and do to get myself as close to my goals as possible. And I think so many people are afraid of pulling their head out of the sand because then they're going to realize how far they are behind. And, um, and that's not, you know, not productive. So I would just encourage people that all of those tiny choices really do add up and it's better to start making some progress versus delaying longer and longer. Let's, uh, let's address now, um, for a moment, those that are already in that distribution phase that they're already retired and now they're thinking about, you know, what, well, I'm retired. I have these assets. I don't know if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing still. I, I, I know we, I, I'm now taking money out and maybe this is even scary because I've spent my whole life, uh, um, you know, accumulating and now this idea of Spending is kind of a hard thing to do from your retirement to think about it. Like, am I going to outlive my money? Am I going to outlast this? It's a tricky thing. Let's talk to them for a moment. What should they be thinking about? So it is. You're so right. Everyone focuses and so much of news articles and media focuses on people in that accumulation phase, right, which frankly is a, is a little bit of strategy, um, but it's a lot of just work saving, right? That decumulation, the spending down phase, is where there is a lot of strategy and sophistication that comes in. So, number one, treat it that way, right? If you have assets, let's get it right because there's not a lot of room for error at this point. Um, number two, you have to really take into consideration things like taxation and market risk and, you know, how much of your resources are fixed versus variable. How will your needs change as you get older and so many unknowns like medical costs, things like that, that really weigh, I think, on retired people's minds, um, all of that needs to be considered. So if you haven't thought, you know, getting an advisor, it might be the time to do that, even though I know some people are like, well, I've made it so far. I've done a good job. They want to see it through, but it can be helpful to get a second opinion there if you feel that you need it. The best thing I would encourage people to do in retirement is don't lose sight of goals. I think a lot of people mentally think, well, this is it. Now I just have to live off of this. But the clearer you are on what you're trying to accomplish, the more important, right? So if if you want to leave something to your kids, if that's really, really important to you, set that up, right? Don't just not spend any of your money because you're afraid that you're going to, you want to leave something for your kids. You can structure something. You could buy insurance. You could set money aside and then account for them. There's things you could do to give you that peace of mind that your goals are accomplished. Or if you are fearful that you will outlive your money, which so many people, you know, it's a big reality, uh, it can be helpful to run analysis and see where the likelihood, when does the money run out? Are there changes you can make in the interim? Can you lock in more guaranteed income? You know, can you make sure your investment portfolio is not correlated to, um, to certain market swings like what we just experienced? So, um, so that is such a big opportunity that I always want people to remember that, you know, in retirement, there is a lot of work to do and it's, it might seem like an undertaking, but they should, it's, I would encourage people that it's worthwhile work to figure out your financial plan if it helps you feel really confident about, um, about the next, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, however long you get to have in retirement. That's awesome. So, Santel, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more and to connect with you and your team and learn more about what you're doing as a wealth management advisor, so two-part question. Um, part one, what's the right type of client and or organization that's typically a good fit to work with you and your team? And part two, what's the best way for them to reach out and to connect? Yeah, so first of all, I, um, I'm i a certified financial planner and, um, and have a couple other designations. So I really love working with people that have some 
complexity and really need help pulling an entire plan together. Um, I like to look through the lens of cash flow, taxation, risk management, investment philosophy. So it's helpful if people really need someone to maybe be that head coach, right, so that they can go be the quarterback and enjoying the game, right? They need someone handling the logistics. Um, so when it comes to retirement age or approaching retirement, um, that's where I think my team really thrives. For people in the working space, we do a great job um, specifically in the tech industry. I work with a lot of people in big tech, again, because they have complex stock options, RSUs, and they need to think through how am I going to, you know, work through all of this um, and the medical space because there's, you know, usually some pretty good benefits for them. Um, I have a robust team, so, um, so I have lots of people that can handle all different cases that, um, that are at all different ranges. And if someone wants to reach out to us, the best way is to go to my website, chantel-beno.com. That's C-H-A-N-T-E-L dash V as in boy, O-N-N-E-A-U.com. And there's a space on there that says contact me. And you can get in touch with us and tell us a little bit about you. That's awesome. Well, Chantel, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great things that you're doing as a wealth management advisor to help your clients and to the audience. As always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Chantel, thanks again for coming on the show.